Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. One of the things I look for in sales leaders, particularly when I work for them, is their approach to their leadership standards. And in today's podcast, I'm going to talk about why your leadership standards need to be uncompromising. Hello and welcome back. This is Darren Mitchell and you're listening to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Trust you're doing really well. Um, This is a topic that is uh, very very near and dear to me because um, I've, I've worked with a lot of sales leaders over the years and in fact a lot of leaders where let's just say their leadership standards or their standards per se are a little bit lax, a little bit, say, malleable or flexible, and they seem to change sometimes with the wind. Now, this is off the back of yesterday's, uh, I guess, conversation where your team becomes a reflection of you and really in relation to the modeling of excellence. Now, there's been a number of uh, situations over the last probably month, but if I reflect on the last you know three or four years, there's been a lot of people that I've worked with or been associated with that perhaps didn't have their leadership standards really, really dialed in and it came back and actually haunted them and it caused them some distress within the team and certainly didn't lead to the results that ultimately that team was capable of based on this, this leader or these leaders not necessarily adhering to the standards that they'd set. And look, it's one thing to talk about these standards and I'm not going to go specifically into the standards per se because that'll be different for every single organization and a lot of the times different for different leaders based on their situation and what they believe to be good around the culture that they're trying to build. But uh, whatever the standards need to be, they need to be consistent. They need to be uncompromising, which means you need to adhere to them every single day because otherwise credibility starts to diminish. And as we know, when that happens, trust starts to diminish, which only leads to a downward spiral in terms of performance. Uh, And you'll be very lucky to maintain sustainable results if you don't have your standards maintained at a really, really high level. Now, it reminds me of, there was a situation a number of years ago that I was working with a client and this this particular client had uh, a bit of a shock or upheaval in the team. It, basically, that she had two, two of her key members exiting the business. Now, it was a bit of a shock to her because she believed that she was building a really great culture and that everybody within the team was really happy. They seemed engaged, they were successful for the most part, and, and they're all achieving their sales targets. So she started asking herself, well, why, why if I'm doing all this work, why am I creating this great environment? Would two of my better performers choose to exit the team in search of what they thought were better opportunities? Now, she had invested a lot of time in all of her team and specifically into both of these. And, and while she wasn't spending as much time, I guess, coaching them as she did some of the other team members, she believed that they were loyal, they were focused, and they were a key part of the culture that she'd been uh, creating. But what was really interesting is when we sat down and analyzed, uh, say, the last six months of this particular team and, and where they're at, we noticed that there was a couple of uh, there was a couple of situations or a number of situations, actually, or little events that had taken place uh, to which the leader, in hindsight, and hindsight's always a wonderful thing, uh, she didn't handle as effectively or as she could, or there was one particular case, she glossed over it entirely. And the realization that she had was that she she hadn't necessarily set really, really stringent leadership standards and she'd let things slip. She let things go through the keeper. 
Uh, and when they're not implemented, and certainly when standards are not followed religiously, the consequences can be quite shocking. Now, interestingly, I was reading some articles on LinkedIn the last, over the last couple of days, and there was a bit of a theme coming through in that the, one, of the, one of the guys asked a question, do we, do we hang on to high performers if they are quite potentially toxic to the culture, or do we get rid of them? And this is, this is something that uh, played out in this particular leader's case, in that when she realized it, she actually realized that it was a bit of a blessing that these two people did leave the organization because it created an opportunity for her to recalibrate and reinstill the leadership standards that would underpin the team's long-term success because it turned out that these two team members had been waging what amounted to be a two-person war and always looking to place themselves above the other. They would openly criticize each other. They would make accusations about each other. They would nitpick and gossip about each other. And I asked the leader, well, how come you didn't notice that? And she said, oh, it's probably one of those things that I was glossing over because this is the other challenge as well. She had been a friend of both of them, had been a peer of both of them, and uh, in a leadership capacity, and this is a bit of a mistake she realized she made, she didn't want to come across as being bossy. She wanted to be liked. She wanted to, She had a deep-seated desire to be liked, right? So she wanted to belong. And this is a mistake she made, which when we analyzed it, it, we realized that, first of all, her leadership standards were not uh, crystal clear. And more importantly than that, once they were established, she hadn't implemented them, irrespective of who the person was or whether, whether they were friends, whether they had history, etc., etc. And so unfortunately, though, she'd placed a, a desire of being liked and being popular above the standards that she should have set as a leader. And the consequences, unfortunately, were inevitable. Now, as I said, it was a it was a blessing because we don't want to have toxic people in our team because it, toxicity is is almost like a um, it's like a disease, it'll it'll virus, it'll just spread and spread and spread. So it needs to be dealt with. In particular, in particular, a lot of sales leaders uh, certainly have some challenges where you've got people who are for all intents and purposes looking from the outside in, they're achieving their results. In fact, Sometimes they could be overachieving their results. And so it's easy to look at them and make excuses for those people's behavior when the results are coming in. And particularly when you've got some senior leaders who always focus on and sometimes only focus in on the numbers, they don't necessarily look at, okay, how is this person going about delivering these numbers? Are they actually working in collaboration with key partners, key internal stakeholders? Are they bringing people on, on board in terms of the customer journey and thinking about the life cycle of this customer or are they literally churning and burning in order to get the number? So it's very easy to have a one-dimensional view. So this leader, it was a harsh lesson, but it was a lesson that she certainly took on board and since then has gone on to build a really, really strong uh, team and a really high-performing team that's delivering long-term sustainable results. So as we looked at this, we looked at the from a number of different angles. There were a number of key learnings that came out of it in terms of reinforcing for her why leadership standards are really, really important, first of all, but second of all, why the implementation of those and the maintenance of those need to be uncompromising. So out of the analysis we did, there were four key learnings or four key principles that came out of it. Now, I'm not going to delve into specific leadership uh, leadership standards because that will be individual for individual sake, right? So as I said before, based on your culture, based on what you're trying to achieve, based on what you believe is valuable to the environment that you're working in, you'll have your own specific standards. But here are four key principles just to keep in mind when it comes to thinking about those standards, but more importantly, the implementation of those standards. Now, point number one is the standard has to be clear and it's got it's got to be crystal clear, but it's also got to be really, really easy 
to understand. Now, what my client realized that a few of her standards were quite ambiguous and therefore, when they're ambiguous, they're not really, well, obviously, by obvious obvious nature, they're not crystal clear, which means they can be susceptible to not being followed. Now, she recognized that for a standard to be effective, it's got to be crystal clear, it's got to be easy to identify, and it's got to be not difficult to do. This is the other thing. If you're trying to put in standards that are really cumbersome and really hard, chances are people are not going to follow them. So they've got to have, uh, there's got to be no conditions or no strings attached. Now, if the standard, for example, is a commitment to excellence, which is, by the way, is a fantastic standard, and I reckon that's something that everybody should have in terms of uh, a commitment to excellence, the critical aspect of this standard is, first of all, to define what excellence is. What does it look like? What isn't it? Uh, so that there are no doubts whatsoever as to what the standard is. Now, it's also important to identify what commitment means as well, because different people have different interpretations and different definitions of what commitment is. Is it commitment all of the time, some of the time, between certain hours, or in certain circumstances? Now, it sounds really obvious. However, many people have different definitions of, of commitment. They might even have different definitions of excellence. So make yours very, very specific and make sure you stick to it. So the first point is make sure whatever the standard is you're going to put in place, it needs to be crystal clear, but it also needs to be really, really easy to understand. Now, one of the key uh, tests of that is could you explain it to somebody completely outside of your entire environment and have them understand it really, really easily? Could you explain that to a 10-year-old child and have them understand what it was you were talking about? If that's the case, then chances are it's really, really clear and it's really, really easy to understand, which is which is cool. Now, the second one is, second point or second learning principle is when a standard is implemented, you must uphold it. <laughs> it sounds really, really obvious, but obvious, often the most obvious things are also not the most obvious to implement. But when the standard is implemented, you've got to absolutely uphold it all the time. Now, what she realized, what my client realized was her standards had slipped when it came to dealing with these two team members. So she was actually almost making excuses for them or justification for them as to why they were behaving the way they were. Um, and it wasn't wasn't great because other people were watching. So what it, what happened, well, the result was the standard being, uh, being implemented was being compromised. And by this being compromised, guess what was happening? Yep a brand new standard was being set. And that all that was that she doesn't uphold this standard, therefore it is not important. So I've often talked about the fact that in a, in a business, if a leader uh, doesn't uphold a standard or they put a standard in place and they walk past the standard where it's obvious that they've walked past it, what they've just done is they've just set a brand new standard and it's not a great standard because other people are always watching. And so what she didn't realize by not upholding this standard, uh, members of her team were absolutely observing that standard not being upheld, which meant that they formed the impression, hey, this is obviously not important to the leader, so therefore why should it be important to us? And hence, uh, what it led is to my client's leadership reputation and credibility being reduced. Now, the big, big, big lesson here was that once the standard has been put in place, it has to be it has to be adhered to all of the time without exception. Sometimes it might be quite challenging to implement it, but those are the moments of truth where it has to be implemented regardless of what the situation uh, is and regardless of what the potential consequences is because un under no circumstances must our leadership standards be compromised. Point number three, principle number three, is it's really, really important, therefore, when we're doing this to be disassociated. Now, I mentioned earlier that uh, this particular leader had been friends and had been peers of these two people who left. And so what she realized was that based on her relationship with these two people, she was actually too close. 
to the situation and therefore found it quite difficult to maintain an objective perspective. Now, what I explained to her, and we explored this in a bit of detail, was that in order to be really effective as a leader, particularly when it comes to handling challenges and conflict, the more disassociated we are from the situation, often the easier it becomes to find a solution. Now, there's, if, you, if you're getting into leadership and thinking that everything's going to be, uh, you know, lorikeets, unicorns, roses, and, and beautiful harp playing music, we're quite delusional because uh, for every single leader, at some point in their career, there's going to be some really, really big challenges they need to deal with. Now, when you're dealing with these, the more disassociated you are, the easier it becomes to actually create a solution and see different opportunities to find a solution. Now, I shared this metaphor with her, and it's something that was shared with me many years ago, and it was, it's a phenomenal way to look at it. Imagine that you're actually sitting in a movie theater where on the screen, a movie is being played of the challenge or the situation that you're dealing yeah, right now. Now, when you're sitting in the theater, you're watching the movie on the screen, you are a little bit disassociated, you're able to see a wide perspective. However, imagine if you were sitting in the booth at the back of the theater, looking over the entire theater, and you could see yourself sitting down in the theater, watching yourself watch the movie on the screen. Now, you have now a much wider and much more disassociated perspective, meaning that you can see all the moving parts. You're now less uh, likely to be emotionally involved, and you can therefore make more objective decisions. Now, when we talked about this, this was a light bulb moment for, for my client because she suddenly realized that she was spending far too much time being in the movie rather than viewing the movie from a distance. So the third key principle around this is making sure that you're as disassociated as you possibly can and not getting sucked in by the emotion and maybe the friendships that may have been there as a basis. Uh, which could impact your ability to make good decisions and good leadership-based decisions. And the final one is around feedback, and that is uh, removing the word I from your vocabulary when it comes to providing feedback. Now, this was a huge one for my client because she realized that her standard when it came to providing feedback was to lead with comments such as, oh, I believe this or I think that. Now, what she was doing that for was she was trying to soften the blow and she was trying to uh, leverage off the friendships that she'd built with these particular people and not necessarily having the hard conversations that she knew deep down that she needed to have. And so at the end of the day, her people didn't care what she thought, right? As soon as the word, and this is the same for your people, your people don't care uh, what you know, they don't care what you think, right? All they wanna know is do you care? And so when you're thinking about this, at the end of the day, by putting the word I into the feedback loop, what tends to happen is opinion starts to come to the fore and the possibility of judgment comes into it. and by that virtue, objectivity goes out. So it can be really difficult to have a really uh, difficult, challenging conversation and get to the crux of the issue and therefore uh, have that conversation move the dial forward and move that person forward in terms of improvement. And so she thought she was doing the right thing by offering her views where what she should have been doing is providing feedback based on pure observation and sharing insights on what the possible impact of that behavior was and asking great questions. So there were four key learnings and key principles that we talked with this particular client, and it really helped her fine-tune what her leadership standards were and why she needed to hold onto them really, really dearly, really closely, and make sure that the implementation of those was uncompromising, that she now built in a level of consistency. So um, I trust that message resonates, and as I've said many, many times before, leadership is not certainly not for the faint-hearted, and it's not necessarily for everybody. So it's critical though that if you want to jump into a leadership position, you've got to know what your standards are. It's critical that you're able to stack the odds in your favor. 
and ensure that your leadership standards are not only crystal, crystal clear, that they are implemented and they're acted on all the time without exception. Not just some of the time, not just when you feel like it, not when the things are great, all of the time. That is what builds leadership credibility. It builds consistency. It will ultimately build trust. And then at the end of that, it will lead to sustainable sales and certainly sustainable revenue results. So I hope that's of value. And of course, a reminder, if you are committed to taking your leadership to the exceptional level, let's work together one-on-one. Go to my calendar, leadwithdarren.com. If you're ready to go, let's jump on a call and, and start working together. Very much look forward to having that conversation. And of course, if you haven't yet subscribed to the show, please press subscribe. That will let me let you know when a new episode is up and running. And if you can do me one more favor, and that is rate the show on the platform that you're listening to, that will enable people just like you to more easily find the show, which is uh, what we're looking for, uh, trying to get the message out to even more sales leaders and more aspiring sales leaders. So until next episode, make sure that your leadership standards are absolutely crystal clear, but also make sure their implementation is totally and utterly uncompromising. When we do that, we're certainly going to be moving closer to being that exceptional sales leader. So I look forward to talking to you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.